Hey Palos, welcome to the seventh episode of Hey Blabber Podcast, the only podcast devoted solely to all things Jar Jar Binks and Gungan. It's been a while since our last episode, but we're rapidly approaching the international Talk Like Jar Jar Binks Day season, and it seemed like a good time to restart the podcast. So hey, let's get to blabbering. Today we have a guest, Jeff, who is the host of the Blue Milk Cafe and also the co-host of the Canto Cast, uh, and who's one of the biggest Jar Jar Binks fans that I know. Welcome, Jeff, to Hey Blabber Podcast. Uh, well, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. So I've been on uh, both of your podcasts in the past, and I've wanted to have you on my podcast for a while now. So I guess, when did your love of Jar Jar begin? Probably the very first time I saw Phantom Menace uh, back in 99. I was 30 years old when Phantom Menace came out, and I know most fans that are my age, that are original trilogy fans, really didn't care for him right away just because eh, they found him annoying and not necessary. But I, I go, I went into every Star Wars movie as an adult, meaning the prequels and every Star Wars film since then, as these are stories that were meant for kids, but also kids of all ages which I consider myself, I'm just one big kid, um, uh, Peter Pan complex, whatever you want to call it. Right. I just never grew up. So, yeah, I just I just found him very fun. I love the way he talked. And, yeah, I and like I said before in the past on a couple of my shows and stuff, that I did not find out the hatred and venom some fans had for that character until I really got online and involved in the star wars community so yeah i was shocked (laughs) but yeah i was i can't believe someone would hate a character that much yeah so Um, unfortunately i i knew about the hate pretty pretty early on after the movies came out like um you know i i definitely saw news stories about it and i had a couple friends i was in college at the time and shortly after, well, I guess, I guess, uh, actually, when the movie came out on VHS, I actually had some of my friends over, and I was like, "Oh, should we watch the Phantom Menace?" And then they just they just started ripping on it, and they were like talking about how much they hated it. I was like, "What? How how can you? You guys are Star Wars fans. How can you be be acting like this?" And and they they just like wouldn't stop and they definitely didn't like the movie and they didn't like jar jar and i was like i you know there are definitely things i might have liked to see different in the movie but overall i I still i still love the movie and i was like i don't i don't like this i don't don't like how you're talking about this movie it's great that you like jar jar from the start and um what do you think it is about jar jar that appeals to you most I, I think it's just I love movies that have that comic relief element. And I always gravitate towards that first because I'm I love humor. So I, I love the fact that he was put there for that purpose. And I believe he fulfilled that purpose, at least for me. And just going back real quick to how you were saying your friends ripping on the Phantom Menace when you guys were watching it. Yeah, a couple things about that. I shock people when I tell them that The Phantom Menace is my favorite of the prequels with Revenge of the Sith 
real close behind, but it's I think it's Phantom Menace because Jar Jar is in it more than the other two. And with with your friends ripping on stuff, heck, right? I, I'm I'm 51 now, and I just recently watched The Rise of Skywalker for my second time. And yesterday, I made a post on my Facebook page about how much I liked my second viewing of the movie, and it made me love the movie even more, and stuff like that. And of all people, my older brother had to comment on my post just to tell me how much he hated the movie. I know what he was doing because he used to do it when we were kids. He was trying to get me started. He was trying to get a response out of me, and I just ignored it. I was like, dude, you're not going to get me. I'm an adult now. So that's your opinion, and if you just want to be childish and tell me how much you hated the movie when you just saw how much I liked it, you know, go ahead and leave your comment. So I just thought that was funny that, yeah, friends— siblings just like to cut on each other about stuff so oh definitely yeah i don't i don't get all the people who just spend all their time talking about how much they hate any of these movies or or anything like that like i kind of had to take a little break from twitter after the rise of skywalker came out because there were so many people who were just all the time like everything was negative about it i mean i i like the movie you know i i don't know it's my favorite one but i don't i don't necessarily want to read about how awful it is or uh anything like that you know or the same thing with like the last jedi like i liked i've liked all of the sequel trilogy movies again uh just like with the prequels I, i'm gonna have my opinions about things i wanted to see or things i hoped would have happened but you know right at the end it's it's not me making the movie and you know I can either enjoy enjoy what the the movie is, or you know, find something else to spend my time watching or or thinking about. Yeah, I, but I, uh, like I was saying, my second viewing yesterday of the Rise of Skywalker made me like it even more. But there's still one thing I would have like at, at at the very end, I would have loved to seen a Force ghost of Ben Solo standing there with Luke and Leia as well. But we didn't get to see that. I thought for sure we were going to see it the first time I saw it when we saw his body disappear into the Force, but we didn't. So, but it's not it's not enough for me to rant and rave and say, oh, if it wasn't for that, I would love the movie or something like that. So right. you just got to take it for what it is and and just love the parts that you love. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it a second time yet, but I hope to uh, I hope to get it soon and yeah, like, give it another I, rewatch. Yeah, I finally saw the John Williams cameo this time around that I missed the first time because when I started hearing that on podcast, I was like, "What? He was where?" And, oh, I didn't I didn't hear that. Where Where is he? Um, uh, when they are on. Oh, now I'm blanking on the name of the planet. When they go to meet Zori Bliss and Babu Freck, when they're walking through the cantina bar slash area to the back room where Babu Freck is, uh, John Williams is the bartender. Oh, really? Yeah. Is, they, is, they that the, is that the first time he's been in a movie? I can't I can't remember I, if he's had any cameos. I think so, because I don't remember hearing of him in any other, other Star Wars movies. But yeah, they flash over to him as the bartender. He's like cleaning a glass or something like that. But, oh, that's yeah. great. I'll yeah, have to... Uh, yeah, there he is. I'll have to keep an eye out when I do see it again. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that I was able to pick up this time because this was my... Yeah, first time I saw it was in the theater with, you know... Sometimes when you see a movie for the first time in a theater, you're in there with a bunch of people, and sometimes if they get loud or something at a reaction, you miss some stuff. And that's why I love watching these movies here at home and the comfort of my own home, because I can hear everything 
So yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely look forward to giving it another watch soon. Back to back to Jar Jar. What's your yeah. favorite Jar Jar scene in any media, movie, shows, books? Do you there, do you have one in mind? Yeah, there is two that come to mind real real quick. Uh, the first time he meets Qui Gon in Phantom Menace, when he runs up to him and he's telling Qui Gon he owes him the life debt and stuff like that. I love that whole scene all the way until they go swim in the Otogunga. I love that entire scene. Um, and in the Clone Wars animated series, I forget the name of the episode, something Jedi. So there's, there's, uh, I think it's one is Bombad Jedi. Is it Bombad That's Jedi? It. Okay. That's it. Where he impersonates a Jedi and rescues, uh, Padme. So yeah, the, those two have probably happen to be my favorite scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are some good scenes. I, I really like all of his episodes in the Clone Wars. Yeah. I just rewatched the Disappeared episodes recently because I was on another podcast talking about them. Those are the ones where he teams up with uh, Mace Windu and goes to help Queen Julia. Do you remember oh, you remember that one? Yeah. yeah. So those were uh, some really good episodes. We get to see Jar Jar in action. And, you know, in, he starts out in The Phantom Menace, you know, kind of a, a bit of a coward. Right. As the movie progresses, he he's a, he ends up as a bombad general. Um, right. But then we see even more in the Clone Wars. We see that a lot of him, a lot of times, him come overcoming his fears and helping his friends and doing things that he probably wouldn't otherwise do. But he he knows he needs to help people or uh, rescue his friends. So we see we see him doing a lot of great stuff in the in the Clone Wars too. Um, yeah. Have you been watching the newest episodes of the Clone Wars? Oh yeah, yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm really excited now that they, you know, what what is it now? Three weeks ago, they finally got into the Ahsoka stuff. Yeah. And oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm loving. I've loved all three of those episodes so far. I I think I said on the Canto cast to Tristan that I really like seeing Ahsoka like just wearing that blue like jumpsuit, not traditional her traditional like Jedi outfit is like really refreshing to me knowing that hey she's not a Jedi here she's just trying to make her way now finding out what she's going to do now that she left the temple so yeah these are the episodes I'm really excited about like the uh, the Bad Batch was fine but or, I mean it was enjoyable but right. Ahsoka is definitely the character I like the most in the Clone Wars, she's the one. She's the one I'm most interested in learning her story. I mean, we know. I I, I assume you watched Rebels too, right? Yeah. All right. So we we know uh, what happens with her later, but you know how she gets from leaving the Jedi Order to that point where she's fulcrum right that's definitely stuff i'm interested in i'm hoping that we're gonna see jar jar before the end of these i think it's 12 episodes although i I don't know how likely that is right this um Hmm. is there still another episode in the ahsoka arc or is that i i didn't i didn't see the latest episode yeah there is i think each arc is four episodes so it's okay Yes, yeah, so there's one more. Do you know what the last arc is about? The oh, last? it's oh, it's the uh, okay. Is it is it when they go to Mandalore or the, yeah, the seeds of Mandalore? Oh, okay. Okay, and so more than likely, Jar Jar's not gonna make an appearance. No, I'm I'm kind of hoping like they show an episode where 
they're still at the temple or something like that getting prepared to go to Mandalore and we see Jar Jar in the background or something. Yeah. Or Anakin has to stop by the apartment and say something to Padme and you, we see Jar Jar there in the background or something. Yeah. Just to, you know, show viewers and fans of Jar Jar that, yeah, he's still here. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. I, I guess we have a few more episodes. I do feel like like that disappeared arc kind of served as a good send off for Jar Jar. If if we're not going to see any more of him in the Clone Wars, you know, we see him get a a romance and gaining the respect of Mace Windu. It's a it's a good good couple episodes if, if we don't get to see him again. Um, yeah. Yep. So is Jar Jar your favorite Gungan? Oh yes, by far. Okay. Who's your second, second favorite? favorite would be yeah. uh, Captain Tarples. Yeah, I think I think that would probably be mine as well. I guess we don't have that many options. Right. Um, unfortunately, we haven't gotten too many other Gungans. You know, we have Boss Nass, right. Heavy was... Bow, um, but the, those are kind of the main ones. It was actually a tough because Boss Nass is like right behind Tarples. I really enjoyed Boss Nass for the little we got in Phantom Mass. I really enjoyed him. Just didn't care for, you know, the when he had what I called the dog slobber. When he yeah. had to shake his jowls out. So Yeah. It's too bad we didn't get to see more of him in the Clone Wars. I think they wanted to have that episode where Jar Jar switches place with the Gungan leader, so they uh made Boss Leone the boss then. But then that that takes Boss Nass out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah, and then Tarples had some good episodes there too, where he actually defeats Grievous in uh, in combat, which yeah. shows what a what a bombad warrior he was. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your favorite Gungan word? Ooh, favorite Gungan word? Uh, probably either bombad or Misa. Okay. Yeah, I would probably say bombad or Hapeliber, as yeah. can be uh, evidence of the name of the show. Do you? Do you find yourself using Gungan words in, in regular conversation? Do you find yourself saying Misa or Yuza or Bombad just in uh, in your everyday conversation? Yeah, now that we're, well, most of us are still un, you know, going through this pandemic and being trapped inside. Well, at least I get out three days a week because I do have to go into the office three days a week. But while I'm here at home, have been here at home with my wife. If uh, she's like getting something from the kitchen or something like that, I, I would you know call from the living room or something like that and say, "Can you so get me a drink?" Oh, really? Yeah. So, and how does uh, how does she react to that? She 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 just says sure, and then when she comes in and hands it to me, she will just be shaking her head at me. So. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask that, too. Like when um, so you're one of the probably one of the earlier participants in international talk like Jar Jar Binks Day. And mm-hmm. I was uh, I was trying to look back through our, our Twitter history because I, I was thinking, oh, maybe you would participate in, in the first one. Um, but it looks like you probably discovered the holiday a little bit after the first international talk like Jar Jar Binks Day. So yeah. I'm guessing you participated in the second one on, and I was wondering like how people react. So like, how do, how do you usually participate? Do you, uh, is it just online or do you, do you actually like when, when we do go into the office, do you talk to your coworkers? Do you talk to your, your family? I, you just said you're doing it now when you're talking to your wife. 
mm-hmm. I mean, is that how do how do people react? Yeah, I haven't I haven't what do you say got up the courage yet to do any at work, but I usually yeah I usually do it on Twitter. That's okay. how I celebrate. I mean, your your translator on your website is a lifesaver for me because I will sit there. Some most times I try to figure it out myself, but or like try to come up with how would he say this word. And when when you know comes to it, I'm just like you know what I'm, I'm using the translator. I just go and type what I want to say in the trans in the translator, and whatever comes out, uh, copy and paste. That's my tweet. So yeah, that works, and that that's what it's there for. I've spent a bunch of time uh, trying to trying to find as many translations as I can. I've gone right. through. I think I've gone through everything that's available. Um, I'm sure there's probably a few books or something that I, that I haven't found, but I, I've tried to track down anywhere where Jar Jar or any other Gungans might be speaking and right whenever something new comes out like last year there were a couple comics that had jar jar in them so like i got them immediately and after i read it the first time it was just going through it line by line and being like do i have this word do i have this word is this a new word Uh, i know there was like in one of those comics he said lightsaber as saber lady i think it was and i was like i think i think that's new so yeah that that went right in the uh, right in the database. Have you did you read or did you hear about the Jar Jar scene in uh, one of the aftermath novels where they show where Jar Jar is a few years after? Uh, uh, I think I it's he, Return of the Jedi. Did did you hear about that? Yeah, like he's a street performer for kids or something like that. Yeah, like he. I think it's basically that. Yeah, he's a street performer. And he's been shunned by the by his people because of his right. role in helping create the empire. What what do you have any thoughts on that? Do you do you like that oh. as a as an ending for Jar Jar? It's not the ending that I probably would have hoped for or wished for, but it's it's just nice to see that they can kill him off. <laughs> like right. like some people wanted like when I was reading a bunch of stuff when Force Awakens was in production and being filmed that there were rumors floating around that all oh, JJ has this scene on Jakku where Ray speeds by and you see this bird pecking at Jar Jar's skull or something like that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I think I, 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 I think I, I read that too. Sorry yeah, I know he wasn't the biggest fan of the prequels, but I don't think JJ would go that far. I, so. think, I think I read an interview with JJ himself and I think he made a joke about that. Right. Like, oh, I was going I was going to do that. But I, I don't know that it was ever a serious thing right. that, that was gonna happen. But yeah, that would have uh, I wouldn't have been too happy about that. Um, yeah, that, that would just be like going too far for because you, you have to remember for all the people or all the people that say they hate Jar Jar, there are fans out there that love Jar Jar. So even if he would have done that, yeah, he would have he would have made a percentage of the star wars fandom happy but he would also made a percentage of them mad and just like with everything star wars i don't think you will ever be able to please everyone no no definitely not not at not at this point yeah probably probably not at any point yeah when yeah when i heard that rumor and i heard his i heard his interview where he said and it sounded to me like he was joking because he kind of like smiled and chuckled after he said it I was like, nah, I don't think he would go that far. Come on. He's not that kind of person. I've loved all his other work, even uh, Lost. I know a lot of people have had a problem with the ending of Lost, too. And well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Lost, and 
I like the ending. I, I, I don't necessarily know how else you would uh, you would end that show, but really? I just uh, I, I really like that last episode. And there were definitely things that, uh, you know, there's a lot of mysteries that weren't solved. But in the end, do, do those things matter? I feel like they answered answered the main things. We just recently rewatched the whole series uh, with okay. the kids. Because I thought I thought they might like it, and some of them, some of them did. But yeah, I I'm a big fan of Lost, and I I liked it uh, m- most of most of the series. Yeah. Although the thing with the thing with Lost is J.J. Abrams was only involved in like the first season. Right. He had he had nothing to do with how that show ended in the long run. So you, people people giving him any sort of grief for that that's like right. I, I'm always like he he didn't even have anything to do with. The end of Lost. You, you can't blame him for that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I was a late comer to Lost. Actually, I never watched it when it was on. I right when we got when we first uh, signed up and got Netflix, it was one of the shows that was on there, and I was like, oh, awesome! I can start watching this show. I looked right away. I looked how many seasons. Tried to plot it out so I would be able to watch the entire series if I watch this many episodes on the weekends and stuff like that. And yeah, I I got through it in about I would say two months, and I oh my goodness, I just thought it was awesome. And the one oh my goodness, trying to think of his name, he was also in Lord of the Rings. He ended up he was also in Rise of Skywalker. Oh oh, there. um Charlie. Uh, yeah, Dominic, Charlie. Dominic uh, Dominic something is yeah. his real name. Charlie. Yeah. Well, there's probably people yelling at their phones right now. But yeah, I mean. Right there, you see, like, yeah, of course, Abrams has his his friends that are actors that he'll put in, give small parts to and other things. We saw that with uh, Snap Wexley, with uh, Greg Grumberg. Yeah, he's like a childhood friend of... Yeah, I think they grew up, like, right next door to each other or something like that. That, That's... That's one thing. I was, ah, why couldn't I have grown up you know, down the street from a guy that ended up being a famous uh, movie director? Yeah, but that that's what you get for you know, growing growing up on the East Coast, I guess. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably a good way to watch that show. I I started watching it. I think in the it was already in its second season, and we also we got the first season. It was back when Netflix was. All they did was the DVDs in the mail. So we got the first season on DVD and we watched it like over a weekend. And then the second season had just started. So we started watching it live from there. So, you know, it was a and and the uh, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, who were the the showrunners of the show, they had a podcast. So I would would listen to the podcast every week. And um, it was a. yeah, it was really fun. It was a really fun show to watch. But I think yeah. watching it, binge watching it, is probably a real great way to watch it too. Yeah, I think that's how I got into wanting to watch it because I was listening to a, another podcast about a different TV show, but they would always bring up Lost every now and then. I believe it was um, one of Signcast, I think. Listen to my Signcast podcast that has since ended because they reached the end of the series. Yeah. But yeah, they were they were talking about each episode of Seinfeld and every now and then they would bring up Lost and say how much they loved it and they would like talk about this scene or that scene. I'm like, that does sound kinda cool. And like I said, right when I think so it was on Netflix. I was like, okay, I can, I gotta start watching this. So yeah, yeah. yeah Seinfeld's another show that uh, I can watch and watch, rewatch. Yeah. There's 
for me, there's there's Seinfeld, uh, The Office, Parks and Rec, and animated-wise, Bob's Burgers. I can watch those over and over and over again. I still laugh. Doesn't matter how many times I see them. So yeah, there's there's only a handful of shows for me that are like that. Yeah, The Office is a another good one too. I've been I just started uh, rewatching it, kind of putting it on the background while I'm doing work, kind of right. get my mind off of things right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's like a it's a yeah. very funny and it's comforting to watch. My uh, wife it was funny that I was I was actually I, I have. A, the entire series on DVD, but since it's on Netflix, it's so much easier just yep. to pull it up. I, I've been just like going through the episodes one at a time because I also listen to the office ladies. Oh yeah, me too. And I, w- I try to keep up with them. They watch an episode. I'm like, okay, this is the next episode they're going to watch. And I watch it before I listen to their podcast. And, and she goes, she goes, you know, we're in quarantine right now. And she goes, you must be missing work. Cause you're watching a show that takes place in an office. Yep. I was like, well, I guess I don't know. I said, but I wish my office was like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a funny show. I, I like that podcast too. I wasn't. I kept for, I kept meaning to like watch the episodes as, before they would uh, watch them, and now and now I've like surpassed it. So I, I'm okay. gonna have to go back and before each uh, episode. Yeah, refresh it. I got yeah, I got carried away and I kept uh, just yeah. You know, they call it binge watching, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like. A season and a half ahead of them now. I gotta, I gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in season four now, so I'm like, uh, now, I, now I'm gonna have to go back and yeah. season two. One question I did want to ask you back to Jar Jar again: mm-hmm. If Lucasfilm announced that they were going to develop a Jar Jar Binks series or movie, what would you like it to focus on? Would you want it to be set? Before the events of the Phantom Menace, or after the events of Revenge of the Sith, or or what? Huh. What would what would be your ideal? Assuming they're not going to do his like whole lifespan, like where where would you right. most want it to focus? It would be cool if it took place after Revenge of the Sith, just so we can see what happened to him. But have like an episode or two that would flash back, give you flashback scenes back to before phantom menace so you could see the uh hey blibber crashing yeah because i was about to say let's say you know someone asked him about hey i heard you got you know kicked out how how did that happen and you see a flashback of him you know crashing it and stuff like that but yeah i think after revenge of the sith would be awesome to see where he went and how he just lived through the empire so yeah I, I think that would probably be where i would want it to focus as well you know prequel prequel type stuff is great but i'd also like to find out exactly what happened to him i'm not that big a fan of that street clown right type ending either i would have preferred that you know he uh him and queen julia get together maybe have some kids if that's possible and you know maybe he could be one of the early leaders in the rebellion who knows yeah um but did you hear that rumor i'm sure you probably did that uh jar jar might make an appearance in the kenobi series from a couple months ago when i saw that i started posting that story all over my facebook page and twitter just hoping that it was true and it looks like it it has some pretty serious legs that it it could be true so and i know some fans were like oh my god but it to me it makes sense he knows 
It makes a lot of sense to me, too, yeah. He knows Obi-Wan, and who knows? Maybe he comes to Tatooine, or, like people said, did Obi-Wan actually leave Tatooine for a short mission or something while he was in, you know, hiding there, but he needed to do something off-world, and maybe he needed to do something on Naboo yep. or Coruscant, and he runs back into Jar Jar. So I'm, I'm just really excited, and hope, hopefully it's true, and hopefully they get... Uh, Ahmad Best to reprise his role. So yeah, I really, I really hope so too. Uh, I would hope that Ahmad Best would uh, reprise his role. I know that there were times when I think he just recently talked about this on Twitter, where there were a couple episodes of the Clone Wars which he didn't voice the character, and right. he recently revealed like that was a time when he was having a really hard time with the character and didn't didn't want to be portraying him anymore, and. Obviously, by the end of the Clone Wars, he was back and he he did the voice couple. I think there were a few episodes in season five and the and uh, the Lost Missions as well, where he's he's back as a character. Uh, but it seems like he's kind of come back around and is willing to uh, embrace Jar Jar again. Yeah. Um, and there's also that there was the that series on on disney plus that they were talking about that uh game show did you hear about that as well yes that he's Where gonna he's, be hosting he's supposed to be hosting yeah and he's i guess he's playing a jedi master in that but obviously i have i'm hoping that maybe jar jar will make appearances there or like just reading a question or something like that oh let's yeah. go let's go talk to jar jar and jar jar will have some sort of clue or something like that because it's uh, from what i heard it is a game show for kids so i'm picturing yes they're gonna have it set up like in the world of star wars where this jedi master is the host of this game show and you have contestants coming on from the star wars galaxy and i could see maybe tarples or something being a being a contestant going up against jar jar or boss nass that would be fun but who knows but i I just can't wait for all this Star Wars content that we're supposed to get on Disney Plus. And the when I, I it wasn't the best way for some people to wake up and realize that there are humans that are involved in these characters that they spew hate online. But when Ahmed came out and had that tweet about he was real close to ending it all because of it i started seeing some people especially celebrities that really hated jar jar coming out and realizing hey that wasn't cool so but yeah i like i i just don't i don't even get that like you people didn't realize there were people behind these things and that like have feelings and stuff like that like i i just can't fathom that like right. of course, of course, there's people who work on these characters. Jar Jar is not a real thing. He he's created by lots and lots of people, and there's an actor behind him. Yeah. And when people are like talking about how much they hate him, of course, that's probably gonna hurt hurt that person. Uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah it's really sad when I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, I had no idea. And you know, I I was just I think I when I first saw it, I retweeted it and just commented something to that effect that there are human beings behind these characters, people or yep. something like that. Yeah, I, I didn't realize until he said that that he had such a hard time with it. That's really uh, unfortunate. Like, cause he always seemed to be really, he seemed to be okay with Jar Jar and yeah, he did, he did a bunch of episodes of the Clone Wars. I didn't know why he 
didn't do those those couple episodes but right. um you know obviously like jake lloyd definitely is someone oh, throughout yeah. the years you've heard he's yeah. had a really rough time with it and you know it, it's it's just unfortunate and hopefully we'll need to realize what they things they say and do about these fictional characters can have an effect on the yeah. real life people yeah, hopefully one of these days Jake Lloyd will be all, I'm not saying all better, but can get himself in a good place again, because yeah. that was really sad. Yep. And I guess even with his character, I'm, yes, I loved Hayden Christensen as Anakin, but for me, being, Phantom as being my favorite prequel, when I think of Anakin, I picture Jake Lloyd's face. So yep. I picture the little boy. Yeah. So the innocent little boy, but yeah, I he was just doing what he was directed. And I think he did a good job because if you think back to when you were that age, um, yeah, that that's how a kid would act. Yeah, but I just I, don't know. Yeah, I think he does. I think he does a pretty good job. There, yeah, maybe there's a couple scenes where the line readings are are a, a little off, or he he seems a little uh, right, whatever. But for the most part, I I don't have any problems with his performance i i don't think he deserves to be as ridiculed as he's been yeah it's it's a shame when you see that stuff happening and when i saw when i was watching the live stream of celebration chicago and seeing uh, my best there and how much fun he was having i was like it is so nice to see that he's back in a good place yep star wars and his character that this gives me hope for the future that we will see more jar jar in the future yep yeah i know i i just saw something recently um that was posted at that time where he said i really didn't know if i wanted to go to celebration he was he was kind of nervous about doing it right. but it seems like the reaction he got like people were cheering and I, I it's it sounds like maybe he's you know realizing that there's a lot of people who do love jar jar and the work that he did yeah, in the think, films, which is which is good i think a lot of people are starting to realize that the people that actually probably hated Jar Jar the most are starting to realize, hey, we're actually in the minority here. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully. And I hope that, I know that there was, um, so right after that rumor about Jar Jar being in the Kenobi series came out, like soon after there was talk about, oh, it had gone into hiatus or something like that, or they were thinking about retooling it. Right. So I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm, I'm hoping that if, Jar, if that Jar Jar episode or whatever was was going to happen i hope it i hope it does still happen i hope it doesn't get uh right get scrubbed yeah just because of what ha what happened that's beyond anyone's control so yeah so i'm sure you know about the uh darth jar jar theory right yeah yep. so what are what are your thoughts Do you... uh, never a big fan of it i don't think jar jar has an evil bone in his body uh, no i don't he was manipulated by Chancellor Palpatine. Anybody could have seen that in that movie. Uh, even the way he, uh, Ian McDermott delivered the line. Only if someone was here, something to this effect that could speak for, only if Senator Amidala was here. Right. Putting that in his head that, oh, if Padme was here, she would do it for him. Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Palpatine is an expert manipulator. You can definitely see that scene where he's putting it into Jar Jar's head. Yeah. But um, Palpatine manipulates 
Padme, he, the, the Qui-Gon, Anakin, Obi-Wan, all the Jedi, like everybody, everybody is under his, uh, under his power yeah. or is persuaded by him. Like, it's not just Jar Jar who, yeah. uh, who falls for it. Yeah, some of the Jedi did have their suspicions, like Obi-Wan and Mace, and, but even when they did have their suspicions, they were still like, yeah, they still couldn't believe that it could be him. Like, even, yeah, it was episode two, the beginning of episode two, when uh, Senator Amidala was showing up at, in Coruscant, the whole platform explosion and stuff like that. They get into Palpatine's office, and the one... Amidala says, uh, I think it was Count Dooku's behind it. And they were like, my dear, he's, he, he's a jet. He was a Jedi that this isn't in his nature or something like that. I was like, see, they're just, they just can't believe, I guess, an ex, even if you're an ex Jedi, right. You couldn't stoop to that level. So yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. That, they were, they were blind in a lot of ways. They were, and, uh, and Dooku laid it all out there for Obi-Wan in episode two too. And yep. as well. I mean, he, told him the exact what was going on right and i'm like no one just oh, said nope dude he just yep. told you the truth yep but yep did not listen to him yeah it's true i yeah. uh yeah and i i don't think yeah i don't i don't think jar jar could be a sith lord i don't really think that it was ever george lucas's plan to make him one either it, i mean it is an interesting theory and yeah. i can see where they're they're going with it and they make some interesting connections but until until i see something like some sort of document from that time where it laid it out i I'm, i i wouldn't believe it um, right it, it, it's it's cool for uh fan fiction maybe but nothing official yep uh so not including jar jar or gungans who's your favorite star wars character Ooh, now this over the last I would say couple years this has been really hard for me because it's always been Luke Skywalker until the sequel trilogy came out and then it was I would think half I think it was halfway through the Last Jedi I just fell in love with Rey just her whole character I don't know if I was seeing her as yes I did see her as the Luke of this trilogy but just the way Daisy really portrayed her and her character she she was almost just like Luke too she she had a struggle with being tempted towards the dark side but eventually choosing what was right and just like Luke she was able to well her I believe it was her and the memory of Han Solo that brought Kylo Ren back to being Ben Solo but yeah I just I, I would say it's Luke and Luke and Ray okay yeah, uh, they're good choices. Uh, I'm a big fan of Rey as well in the sequel trilogy. I'm sure she's definitely my favorite character in the sequel trilogy. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm still a real big Obi Wan fan. Yeah. I think that I, I still think he might be my overall favorite. Um, that's why I'm happy that this Kenobi series is is probably happening. But yeah, I I touch. I think all the series that they've talked about so far are still happening because we haven't gotten any official word that they were actually canceled. We know Obi-Wan's on hiatus because of what's happening. And I believe Cassian Andor series has been shut down as well because of what's happening. But I still believe those two series are happening when we yep. get them. It's that's, that's the question is when we are, when, when are we getting them? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's probably going to be the question with anything that's in production right now, or it was scheduled to shoot 
because who knows at what point any of these things are going to be able to start up again. I know Mandalorian season two, I think they said they finished filming. So at least hopefully that at least still comes out in October, assuming they can do all the post-production work they need to. Um, But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. That's I'm, I'm kind of worried about the, uh, that Jar Jar, or not Jar Jar, the Ahmed Best um, yeah. game show. I don't know if they started filming that or not, but if, if they didn't, then that's probably going to get pushed, too. They never, they never released an actual date, as far as I know. Right. Um, so, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So, what's your favorite Star Wars movie overall? Favorite overall. I know you said Phantom Menace is your favorite, probably, of the Pretty prequels, cool. but is it uh, is it your favorite of all of them? Actually, it. I know people get tired of hearing me say this, but it kind of switches on a daily basis. It's sort of like the last one I watched is my favorite. Yeah. But the ones that I, I, I always go by the ones that I've watched the most. And if, if I go by that, it is The Phantom Menace and Empire Strikes Back. So those would probably be my two that I'll give as my answer most of the time because, like I said, they're the ones that I've watched the most. But, like, I, it, it really does depend on the day and what I'm in the mood for because um, after we're done recording here, I'm probably going to go here and watch the, uh, the new documentary that's on the Rise of Skywalker Blu-ray that everyone's talking about now that I've been avoiding listening to certain podcasts so because I don't even want to be spoiled on the documentary, so... Um, but yeah, it, it would probably be, uh, Phantom and Empire. Okay. Yeah. It's, I always used to, uh, I'm when there were still only three movies, I would definitely go between probably all, all the originals as my favorite. And I think, I think I finally landed on Return of the Jedi. I think that's yeah. still, still my favorite, but yeah, I, I love all of them to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Return of the Jedi has a lot of. Uh, I I was a big Ewok fan as a kid, yep. so so was I. So I have a I have a lot of love for the Ewoks. I have the uh, I have the Ewok movies on my desk here, the DVDs, and I keep thinking I want to rewatch them. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, I just I'm I'm hoping to order those finally because I finally saw them on uh, I think Amazon that I want to order. I think it's a two disc set or something like that of the two Ewok movies because I haven't seen those in years and I remember watching them as a kid. Yep. And yet I re- I was a big Ewok fan. Um, Warwick Davis was actually I was only a couple years older than him when he was in that movie. And when I found that out, I was like, oh my goodness, how would have I have reacted if I got cast? To play an Ewok like that at that age, um, yeah, I would have, I would have probably lost, lost it, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I was, I was surprised when I found out how young he was, and even how young he was in Willow. Like I, because yeah. I, I was, a, I was, I was like seven or eight when that movie came out, and I, I thought he was just like, I thought he was an adult, but he was like. He, he was a teenager still, yeah. right? He, he had to be like 14 or 15. And I, yeah. I thought he was probably in his 20s or something like that. And yeah, we just rewatched that a few months ago. And it was probably the first time I had seen it since the 80s. Um, yeah, it's, I love that movie. Yeah. But yeah, he couldn't believe. And there is a short little featurette on the Blu-ray of Rise of Skywalker about, I think it's called Work and Son, where they showed 
them recreating the war or the wicket outfit for work davis for the end of rise of skywalker and the the, the little ewok standing beside him is actually his son yeah i I, I had heard that, and I, I even I know that they they have a name in the because I I think I saw it in the credits when yeah. uh, we were still in the theater, and I think uh, I forget what it what the name was of the son, but I think I saw that it was Davis uh, as yeah. the last name, and uh, and that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it it was it just tickled me to see Work Davis talk about how much he loves that character and he was going over all the other little parts that he played over the years in all the Star Wars movies and he said even though he enjoys getting made up into the different aliens and droids and whatnot that he's been and they showed some that I didn't even know was him underneath it so and he said he always comes back to Wicket because if it wasn't for that character he goes I wouldn't have a career so but yeah it always goes back to wicket yeah that's true right like he saw i think like his grandmother or something saw an ad in the paper yeah saying they're looking for uh little people maybe and and so he just went and um he tried out and i don't know if he had any thoughts of being an actor or not uh probably not but like yeah that's uh he's been he's been in I don't even know how many. I know he did. So he did. He did Wicket. He had. He did a uh, Wald in the Phantom Menace, and he also did. Yeah. What's his name? Weasel, like the he, the guy yep. you see in the in the Solo. pod race, and then also in Solo. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I know what the other ones. He was a. Are. Oh, I'm trying to think of the droid. They showed him in a droid outfit, then they showed the real quick clip of the film, and I was like, he was that droid. So I was. It just like kind of blew me away. I was like, yeah. wow, I had no idea he was all those people. And he's the one he's the one alien in Kanata's castle that when Solo first walks in with Finn and Ray and Maz turns around and says, Han Solo. He is the one alien that they they focus on that whips around real quick that has like the big nose. Okay. So yeah, I, was, I don't, I don't wow. know if I knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that was him. I knew he played he I thought he was different character in Force Awakens but then again he played multiple. <laughs> so it's great oh. that it's great that they keep bringing him back too. That's uh good to hear and good and glad that he keeps coming back, you know. Yeah. So looks like we're coming up on about an hour. I don't want to I don't want to keep you too much longer. Is there do you want to do you want to is there anything you want to plug? Do you want to mention your podcast, your your Twitter handle, anything like that. Sure. If you want to hear more of me and my thoughts of Star Wars and Jar Jar and anything else, I host a podcast called The Blue Milk Cafe. This past weekend, I just put out episode 45, I believe, and I really didn't have a topic to talk about. So what I did, I was on YouTube yesterday morning trying to find some inspiration of a topic to talk about, and I ran across a whole, like about seven or eight rare Star Wars interviews from different uh, actors from the original trilogy that I've never seen or heard before. So I figured, what the heck? So I went ahead and recorded the, the audio of those interviews, and I edited, edited them all together. And I did a little intro to my show yesterday, did my my usual talking points every week, 
and then I just played the string of interviews for an episode yesterday, and I thought I think it turned out pretty well. Um, so if, yeah, if you want to hear more of me, you can go to the Blue Mill Cafe. You could follow the Blue Mill Cafe on Twitter at that BMC Pod. Uh, if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, it's at Fish. Frick, and Fish is spelled F-I-C-H, and then Frick, F-R-I-K, just like Babu Frick. And I also have a Facebook page for the Blue Milk Cafe, and I also co-host another Star Wars slash geek podcast that we just talk about anything and everything. I think Trissa and I went on about uh, football and sports this past episode because of how much we're missing it right now. And you could, that, that uh, podcast is called the Canto cast and you can follow that on Twitter at the Canto cast. And we also have a Facebook page for that one as well. All right, great. I'm sure we could talk for hours and hours, but I'll end this interview for now. Thanks for coming on the show um you're welcome back anytime and yeah hope you uh hope you have a good rest of the day and uh thanks for coming on yep no problem and that's our episode thanks to jeff for joining us on hey blabber podcast if you have any feedback send us an email at hey at heyblabber.com thanks for listening and remember try not to crash the boss's hey blabber nor boom the gasser this week see you next time